This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Hey, and I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, Jason Glick, how are you? I'm good, John. Yourself? Oh, not too bad. Uh, what do you have on tap for us tonight? All right, well, like, it's been a kind of a slow couple of weeks, but, you know, like, there was one thing that's wrapped up in um, the time that I've last talked to everyone, and that's um, Jeff Lemire's run on um, Old Man Logan. Um, Lemire has um, done, like, done one creator-owned series that I've really liked, which was, um, like, um, Sweet Tooth, and also done, like, um, several um, runs on, uh, like, on titles from DC, for DC Comics, um, specifically uh, the, uh, like, his run on Animal Man, and also, um, like, Green, like, Green Arrow, also with the artist who did the majority of his Old Man, run, Old Man Logan run, um, Andrea Sorrentino. Now, Old Man Logan was a concept that was um, originally um, created by um, Mark Miller and um, artist Steve McNiven, basically a uh, older version of Logan, like in a um, dystopian future that was um, taken over by the Red Skull, where the villains rose up, killed all the uh, all the heroes, and all that's left are just you know like Logan, just like who is just like living living a quiet life with his family, you know, and Hawkeye because you know like Logan needed someone to pal around with. Now, I didn't like um, the original Old Man Logan all that much because it was it, it treated too much on uh, Miller's shock value and his um, abysmal tone-deaf dialogue. Um, but, you know, like, then when then Secret Wars rolled around, and um, they decided to revive it with um, um, Brian Michael Bendis doing a five-issue miniseries featuring the character clawing his way through um, the various uh, multiverses. It's like, like, in Battle World. And, you know, it was, like, it was fine for what it was. I mean, like, Bendis' dialogue, even, like, at like even when he doesn't have any real ideas to uh, like Tom display here is still a million times better than um, what Mark Miller could, um, could turn out. But in the end, you know, when this was made to um, bring like old man Logan into the Marvel universe proper, that job fell to um, Jeff, um, Jeff Lemire and Lemire has, does have effort have um, history bringing, making um, old crusty badasses unlikable, like with his work with Jeopard in um like again like sweet tooth and generally he does a pretty good job of it um with old man logan like even though it's like i will certainly acknowledge that you know like it's he he is working through like you know some very familiar um like stuff here like like his old man logan certainly is a lot his lot holder a lot crustier and it's and he's primarily primarily defined by his relationship to um the wasteland as established in Mark Miller's series. Like in the first volume, like we see him like, um, like trying to track down the people most responsible for his, like for why his, um, like I'm um, wasting life was so bad. Like a, uh, it's like a, uh, no name villain. It's like, um, named, oh, God damn it. What was his, uh, what was it? Black, black something. Oh, like um, but black butcher, it's like and um, but also you know gonna kill off um like um Bruce Banner because you know because the um Hulk's um redneck sons were responsible for kill for killing his family Mysterio because you know he was the guy responsible for turn for um turning Logan on the rest of the X Men and the Red Skull because you know he's running the show at, at the same time and the first that first volume clicking the first four issues was just you know. After like Logan kills the Black Butcher, he like he eventually realizes that hey you know oh 
but Banner's not the uh, Hulk at this era. It's the uh, it's Amadeus Cho, the totally awesome Hulk now. And um, eventually, and uh, oh, and also, I'm dead in this timeline. So there you go. So it's and the second volume um, had also then had Logan trying further trying to uh, um, like um, shore up his timeline by uh, protecting the uh, woman, the little girl who become his wife. And um, but then um, the fa- the very fact that he did that, you know, has um, Lady Deathstrike and the Reavers come to uh, take um, take him out in the some quiet Canadian <coughs> excuse me quiet Canadian town. Which at which point you know it's like he realizes yeah it's like you know like I'm just have to be a lot more proactive in it's like in, in taking out these um, people who are like who are thre- threatening my life, which leads to um, third volume, the last Ronin, where um, Logan tracks uh, tracks Lee to strike back to Japan, only to realize that she is um, she's been captured by people who. By group known as the Silent Order. Now, this is interesting because, like in back in hit, it is in the uh, Wasteland timeline. Um, Logan um, killed the um, or, the leaders of the Silent Order. It's like in order to um, save him, save himself and his like and his wife. Um, it's like Mar- it's like and his wife Marlene. So. So, uh, sorry, wife Maureen. Anyway, so like his effectively his past becomes prologue because he killed off the uh, it's like the leader of the silent the silent order. It's like who was also a um, psychic telepath. It's like he in the in um, the present day uh, of the Marvel universe, like the uh, who the leader of the silent order who's now who's not just a kid. Recognizes like Logan as like the other guy who's going to like who's prophesized to kill him. So it's kind of an, it's an interesting like it's an interesting little paradox right there. But um, in the end, um, Logan is able to uh, like to subvert that and eventually bring the kid around to work like to uh, join him with the uh, like with the X Men. Now it's like it's now like these first three volumes like are like interesting if familiar takes on like you know someone trying to like um deal with their like deal with their past but also just you know trying to realize that hey you know it's like it's it's already happened you know what can i do to change it but also like you know like it's that that future you've got is not set in stone so it's so when it's like it's interesting to see um logan uh, old man logan try and change change things and also just be as crushingly determined as his um, familiar self was, it's like as we know him, it's like I mean, to be honest, there, like there is no functional difference between um, old man Logan and the Logan we know, except for the fact that one is you know older, it's like and you know like um, um, less durable as well, but you know it's like it's like they uh, like. Like this series and the series that have, that have employed Old Man Logan, like like Lemire's own extraordinary X Men, and on um, the subsequent X Men Gold um, series, like have been, done a good enough job making acknowledging this. It's like I'm and like I'm fine with this, um, to the point where you know, like the recent announcement that hey, like the Wolverine we all know and love is back, um, 
thanks to the um, Marvel Legacy one um, one shot, it's like, okay, that's fine. But you know, I didn't really miss him all that much because we've got Old Man Logan, we've got you know Laura Kinney as all new Wolverine, and hey, we even had like his um, alternate universe son Jimmy Hudson, um, like as the Wolverine for the um, like all new X Men group in X Men Blue. So you know, it's like I understand you want to bring back Wolverine Prime, but you know, it's like it's the fact that it's happened deck is not as nearly as exciting as Marvel would as Marvel would think. So there you go. Now and also, um, the first three volumes have art exclusively by Andrea Sorrentino, who uh, it's like he who is like um very um who loves um like experimental um layouts like to the point where like when you shatter um when you sh- when you shatter a window, it's like you will um like have the like have the segment have some sort of double double page spread like in shattered um lay in sh- with shattered glass providing the um panel layouts um for the for the action. And he's a great fit for um, Lemire, like who loves um like his own experimental stuff as we saw in it's like in Sweet Tooth. In fact, they both worked together previously on it's like on on DC's Green um, Green Arrow series um, for the New Fifty Two, and like I said, there like um, Sorrentino does great work. I mean, yes, you're going to have to do probably do some work to figure out the panel progression in some in some instances, but um, the majority of his work is really fantastic, exciting stuff. Um, to the point where I was disappointed to see him um like leave the series after Volume Four, um. Even though Volume Four does have a fun two-parter with um, art by Felipe Andrade, someone who I had not liked um, previously because his art just like like rushed unfinished stuff, but here he um like he he die, he um like he uh, gets down to uh, delivering actual like um, finished work, like as I see it, for a two-parter about um, Wolverine uh, um, teaming up with the um, Howling Commandos, a bunch of monster um agents of shield um trying to take down dracula and his latest attempt to bring in like all the vampires to take over the world including um wolverine some old protege jubilee so it's good fun it's like i i enjoyed the two-parter more interesting in volume four was the uh, three-part um epic which had um wolverine sliding back and forth between being in the wasteland and uh, being on a spaceship trying to take down the brood with um with his old buddy Puck, only to realize that um Jean Grey um was being mind controlled by the Brood and like like shunning him back and forth through um like um um through time right there. It's like the uh, it's like a, um Sorrentino's art was like I said it's like I said it's very it's like very um like I'm very wild. It's like lot loves to mess with um your percep- perceptions. But um, does do a great job of like, um, like if you, like if you're willing to invest in the effort to follow it, it really it's like it's really uh, like an interesting way to experience a story. Especially when you realize that you know after um, like like um, old man Logan's experiences of like going back and forth between the um, timelines to re- when he realizes that like uh, the uh, like the the young son of Banner that he left with um, Danielle Cage. Like um may grow up to be the uh, like the um Lord of the Wastelands. It's like he realizes, okay, I've got to go back to the Wasteland and find out what happened to him. That um leads us right into the final volume of of Lemire's run, Old Man Logan, 
on past lives. Now, this um this final volume has begins with the two part um, episode where with with art by and with Felipe Andrade, which you know I generally again like the if the guy can um keep maintaining the standard of work, it's like I'm actually gonna be um enjoying future um future efforts for him as opposed to dreading them. So, but it's like it's a, it's good. It's good exaggerated stuff that actually looks like he um, took the time to finish it. But um, it also um, sets up the fact that, you know, Logan is trying to find a way to get back to the Wastelands, but um, he's getting shut down by everyone from Magic to, like, um, to, to Beast, to Shaman, to um, Cable, Wiccan, Doom, Scarlet Witch, Black Panther, and Doctor Strange, which eventually leads... Logan to like a D-list Avengers villain by the name of Asmodeus and um, having to break him out of jail so we can send his spirit back in time to uh, find out what's going on with um, it's like um, with um, Banner's kid. Now one of the things I was worried about with this series like when I was after before I reread it was the fact that you know oh wait uh, Logan doesn't actually go back to his time. It's just this Spirit being sent back in time um, through his um, past lives, which is the name of the final arc and the uh, volume as a whole. So how? So like, he's actually going to like solve this problem. So what's so like you know like what? So what's the whole point of it? Well, um, in the first issue, Logan like after being sent back to the um, War of 1812 when he was um, working as an assassin for the Canadian Army, he realizes. God damn, this is a fucking stupid idea. I just want to get back now. So, after that, past lives um, becomes a uh, like a um, decently enjoyable excuse or exercise in fan service as it takes um, Logan back through a lot of his <coughs> like his um like his history from from being uh, experimented on by Weapon X to his first encounter with the Hulk and the Wendigo to um I. To the uh, end of the Dark Phoenix saga, and it's like it's like it's it's like it's fun. It's like you know seeing like seeing the character revisit these these um like these episodes. You know with um like you know and the context is also um like entertaining enough as well as he realizes you know it's like hey you know some of the stuff I said back in the day was just really dumb, and also it's like you know watching Gene die again. You know I just want to get the hell out of here. So. Lemire recognizes the context of things, and that's it's like, and that's that works really well, especially for the end when he realizes that you know he gets when he gets back to his um, family, but then realizes you know um, there's no there's no way around this. I'm just going to see them die again, and then that's when he finally realizes that hey, you know I've finally got to let go. So even so, like the series, like Lemire's run, like all 21st issues of it has just been like a big. You know, exercise getting the character to move on from, like, um, from, like, from his um big epic defining arc for by um, Miller and McNiven, which, you know, it's like, hey, that's that's fine for what it is. It's like, and um, as far as a, you know, as far as like you know, the story he's trying to tell, it's like, you know, he it's also like a clever way to punt the burden of this to uh, the next the next writer. Which is um, going to be Ed, um, Ed Brisson, who's working with a um, another very talented artist, um, Ed, uh, Mike Diodato Jr. So I'm, to be honest, I'm 
willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. Now I want to see where they're going, where they're going to go with this next, with this next arc, which apparently is going to involve um, a future version of the Hulk known as the Maestro. Now this final volume also, um, like I said, doesn't include art from Andrea Sorrentino because like he only provides the art for the covers. Um, majority for the, of the of the art for this volume is provided by a guy named Eric Nguyen, and okay, he's stylish stylistically consistent with um Sorrentino since they they do um they both do um like you know, like like fine fine stringy line work um he's not um like the one for uh like um Sorrentino's like um experimental layouts but you know it's like um like I'm fine with it you know it's like it's it still looks kind of the same so it's like I I realize that you know it's like the guys like Sorrentino, it's like, you know, they're kind of one of a kind. And, um, like, Nguyen, like, he does, he does solid enough, uh, like, on, like on, its own, on his own terms. So, there you go. Um, overall, though, I mean, yeah, uh, Miller's, like, old Ben Logan is uh, definitely highly influential in the fact that, you know, it, they've, um, they've spawned this, this whole old Ben Logan, um, like, series and character out of it. And it was also kind of, um, kind of the inspiration for this year's Logan as well, but also the fact that you, know, hey, uh, Logan really didn't um, take anything from that series, like aside from the fact that you know it's just an older Logan who is no longer as capable as he was. So there you go. But you know, it's like if I was going to tell you, like you know, if you want to see like like a good old man Logan story, um, just go read on um, Lemire stuff. Um, Specifically, those like those first three volumes, um, the whole five though make a nice um, complete complete story as like as it were. Oh, and also, I understand they're making a uh, old like an old man Hawkeye uh, miniseries that's also mining the same um, like material as well. Which uh, it's got art from Marco Cicchetto, so it'll look it'll look good. Um, writing from a guy I've never heard of before, so we'll see about that. But also. Um, Lemire does a good job of fleshing out the characters of Logan's, um, like old man Logan's wife and kids, you know, before they were just, you know, killed, like, because, because they had to be, like, I'm courtesy of Miller's story. So there's that too. But also, I do want to uh, touch upon a bit because I'm talking about um, Lemire, Lemire's work. Um, he does save his more, most interesting stuff for um, his creator own work. Like, um, his image, his new image title, Royal City. Now, Lemire is like does have a um, big affection for like small town um, life. You know, the stuff that that isn't, it's like that isn't ur- like um, completely urbanized stuff. That's like that that's um, you know being threatened by like by mod- modern redevelopment. It's like and like you know close knit families that have their own issues. And you know, there's a lot that's familiar about this about the series you've got like the um bickering um old it's like old parents um peter peter and patty it's like when you know peter wakes up we're at the beginning of the series peter wakes up you know wants to grab some midnight snack and turn and um his wife gives him crap for it it's like and then peter goes out um to his um to his shed where he's got all his old radios that he that's a sobby and it's like you know it's like oh you got bickering like um like Bickering parents, it's great. And also, you've got like their, it's like, let's see, you've got their um, do- 
like you got the it's like you got their daughter it's like who is trying to uh like let's see who is trying to um um like um help help uh daughter Tara who's trying to um um develop a uh, like a new like a new resort and golf course that will um like like um put a bunch of um people in the city uh, like out of business including including your husband but will hopefully um, revitalize the community you also got like the uh, ne'er do well son um Richie who it's like like who was just like you know off getting it was only concerned just getting high and having fun it's like and the uh and the uh prodigal son Pat who um had had a bestseller about like about the city but his second al- second book flopped now he's under pressure to develop a uh, like a follow up third one now the thing is though it's like the, as we're introduced to these characters we see that you know the, they're being haunted by they keep interacting with someone named Tommy like uh like on um, Pat sees him like in the middle of the road as he comes back to town um Tara sees him as as someone as a little kid who like who needs to be babysat um Richie sees him as like his um like indulgent um be- like um best buddy um Patty is the sees him as the uh, best like like as the uh, um like as the, as the uh, religious like as the um as the pious um um church going um church going um uh father like of the local parish it's like and like and Peter it's like you know kind of sees him as like the guy to the afterlife such as it was and I realize this is kind of spoiling the uh, big twist at the end of the volume but. These uh, this, these versions of Tommy are basically how everyone, how this family sees like their their dead family member, like like in the it's like in the in, in the present life. Now, it's when I when I when I finally um, figured this out, it's like it was like, wow, that's actually a really novel idea for how to see showing how people deal with deal with grief and um it's like and Lemire goes on to further this like as the series go it's like as the series goes on as um as past version of tommy um like um talk talks to uh talks to him about you know why did you use my uh like i need my uh like my life back you used my life my journal to write that first book of yours one that made you famous um richie's um vision of um tommy like you know gets him in trouble for the guys he owes money to and so if if he tells him like hey you know what maybe um dad's radio (laughs) radios are going to uh if you sell if you grab them and sell them like they'll get you the money you need so it's so it's really so like um so even though like there's like a lot there's a lot of familiar convention about you know how like you know about small town families and the account and the and the uh familiar infighting that goes goes on there and that I think will you know probably be a lot more familiar to also people who you know you know not just small town families but just people who just like you know bicker with families in general it's like Lemire does have a uh, like even though there's a, there's a lot of familiar stuff here, there's enough um, like um, d- enough different and um, divergent stuff in here that actually makes me 
interested to see where it goes to the point where Pat eventually does give Tommy back his his journal and also how Pat's um, strange wife eventually like comes to visit Tim like at the end of the volume and also how um, when Pat is um, confronted by um, the person like he's um, encountered through town during his return you realize okay she's probably gonna like um, say that oh hey yeah you're my dad no she's actually his like um, Pat is actually her uncle which like uh, wait what does that mean now it's like and also um interesting bits where um where the bitter patty um you know you know it's like tell it's like um it's like is like cynically honest to pat about his it's like it's like about his work it's like and how um tara you know is trying to manage things with her with her husband who was organizing the union that could um get her like um get her real estate deal um sunk and um when uh like um, Peter, whose spirit is like you know, coursing through the afterlife, um, after his stroke, um, he says he eventually um guides uh, the the spirit of Tommy that is um guiding um Richie, just like hey, you know what, hey I I know that Richie needs money, just don't take these uh these radios as what he's gonna need, like because those are, these are the ones that are worth the most. So, like I said, it's there's a lot of stuff. A lot of family drama that's familiar, but I think that um, Lemire's work, um, the storytelling is like there's enough different in here, enough like stuff that diverges from convention that makes it worth following. And while I realize that um, Lemire's um, art, it's like it's it, I wouldn't say it's certainly attractive stuff. It's still interesting and emotive. Um, it doesn't have the uh, same kind of like experimental work that um, he. Um, constantly showed off in over the course of uh like say like sweet tooth but it's but i think it's like he's he's still it's he's still it's still pol being polished and um it's like and and engaging to it to a certain extent so so yeah it's like if you're looking for a good um crusty wolverine story like his work on old man logan i I definitely recommend it. Um, if you're looking for something a bit more substantive, then I guess uh, Royal City will also do the job as well. But hey, you know, also DC is re-releasing um, Sweet Tooth in Deluxe Editions, so you know that's worth your time as well. All right. Um, so I guess John, uh, any thoughts on your end about uh, uh, any of this? Nope. Unfortunately, I have no thoughts on this. Um, nothing nothing at this point yes but um is this something you would recommend like i said it's like if you're like i said um if you're looking for a good crust crustier than usual wolverine story then yeah check out old man logan um i do think it, and i do think his first volume rural city um it's probably i if you had to spend money on one, I'd probably say give it to um, Royal City because you know, give it to like um, creator own stuff is always worth supporting compared to uh, worthwhile creator own stuff is worth supporting over studio stuff, especially since like Lemire is definitely going to get a lot more money um, if you buy his first first the, that first volume of Royal City. It's also only ten bucks too. Oh hey, um, and easy on the pocketbook as they say. Yep. All right. Do you know what you're going to be talking about next time?
Uh, unless something um, comes up, I'm probably going to be talking about um, Mike Bignola and Christopher Golan's um, Baltimore series, which has um, like a badass um, bald villain, not badass bald, badass bald um, hero who um, would be perfectly played by Patrick Stewart in his um, next generation glory days. But, you know, it's like, hey, it's like, I'm sure it's like, you know, you probably also get Tom Hardy to play him perfectly too these days as well. Huh. All right. We'll talk to you next time on Comic Picks by the Click. All right. Laters.